We had great interaction with the readers. And I put out a poll, and I said, "Guys, I need you to be honest." If Cash you sat on it, you put out a poll. Good one. purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. <sighs> Welcome to Cash Daddies, where banking fatties maybe hopefully who knows who knows it's choppy times out there. It's getting a little weird. Join me as always at the ones and two. Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you, Johnny? Choppy is uh, generous. I mean, choppy is generous. It sucks. It just should I call it chunky? Right Maybe chunky, clunky. It's shit. It's shit. It's shit. It's just shit. It's shit. And all the way from New York in, in what looks like a Holiday Inn Express lobby. Howie, Dewey. What's up, brother? I got my uniform ready. I got to go play in a playoff game after this. And you should be doing nothing like that. Okay. Okay. But listen. When, when you introduce the Nefster, and I got a quick. Crazy story to tell you about when I shot the video last week in front of the bull. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be a story about you fouling out with the geriatrics on I, West Forest Street. can't foul out tonight because we only have five guys. Okay, okay. and the gnomes love them. Already Chris Neff, how are you, Chris? Man, I am good. Despite this shitty market, uh, Howie put me in some uh, calls, and uh, I banked them. 22% little fucking banger on Ford, so I'm happy. And bangers. More, bangers and mash. And DSX. You made money on I, DSX. I did not buy DSX. I but, did. Uh, when can I sell that, by the way, Howie? I'm up 25%. Buddy, when? get out now. There's get out now. There's if somebody. The page, if you read the Patreon, I told everybody to sell it today, but you should be able to sell it tomorrow. No, sell it no. now. Well, by the way, I will. Howie, talk. It's uh, still up. Shit. Talk, Sell it. Taco Trader dot uh, crypto on our Twitter. He says thanks, Howie, for the DS options play. I got out with sixty percent. Now up three hundred percent. Damn, dude! Listen to the show. All You're gonna make money. money. And more on the Patreon, on the Patreon yeah. dude. Now Patreon. about so, my week. We'll get to you so, in a second. Howie. Okay. So speaking Wait, I Howie speaking has about Howie's talking. Okay. Go well, on, Howie. Go what? On, Howie. Speaking about the Patreon, so last week I said, you know what, Chris, I'm going to go down in front of the Wall Street Bull and I'm going to record a minute and a half for the Patreon members because they deserve it. It's a very volatile time, so I'm going to go down in front of the Bull and I'm going to talk about the market and where we're going. So I go down there, Sam, and I do my minute and a half video. I walk about a quarter mile up the street in front of Trinity Christian Church where I see this homeless guy with a black backpack Walk up to an Asian family and just bitch slap this 14-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck? it was, I literally, I'm looking like I'm not seeing this right. So he turns, he tries to fight them all, and they're kind of backing him off, and I'm just watching it. He starts walking down the street. He runs through a pile of kids just getting out of school, like eighth graders, and probably knocks three of them into a fence. Turns around, slaps an old lady in the head. Like, and I'm like, okay, this guy just went rogue. I got to do something. I normally just like to turn around and just let the shooting. What are you, a guardian angel? Yeah, you have your you little mean? red hat on too? 
No, this isn't me, man. So I start in a slow jog and this dude kind of looks at me and, you know, I got this undercover cop look. Yeah. So he starts running. I follow him three blocks where I see him just lower the shoulder and take another old guy out. I run by a cop car, knock on the window. This lady, this cop's on her phone. I said, sweetie, this guy's just taking out 10 people. Are you watching this? I said, you need to probably call for backup. So I'm I'm watching. I get like seven blocks down. He gets a running start. He walks up and just punches this dude right in the face. Cuts him. Guy took like 10 stitches. So daddy finally makes the call. I went modified football. I literally just got down, running start, lowered the shoulder, hit him in the back. What? Wow, Howie. So I put him in the full Nelson. That's the only move I know. Are you You doing the Bob Backlund camel clutch? I had him in the camel clutch for real. (laughs) He's face down and I'm yanking so hard. I'm like, I'm probably going to break his neck, which is okay because he's just taking 10 people out. And I don't know. His arms are up like this and I'm holding. Oh, my God. So the crazy thing is. I'm waiting and waiting. Finally, I look up. There's like three, four cops and like eight people with their fucking cell phones out. I'm like, oh, great. You know, and the guy says, let him up. We got him. So I let him up. The guy was so crazy. He stands up, puts his hands in the air and just starts giggling going. He was nuts. Oh, my God. Warriors, come out and play. (laughs) Here's the kicker of the story. So I'm 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 like out of breath. My My shorts are all muddy dirt. I call up my girlfriend and I tell her what happened. And she goes, wait, let me stop you. She goes, you ran like eight blocks. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, is there proof that you actually ran? She goes, this, that's the, forget about the story. I just have a tough time getting by the fact that you actually ran. <laughs> wait a minute. She doesn't cheer on your games. She doesn't um, go watch she, you yeah. play old men holding on to glory. She, she's like, is there any proof that you ran? Because that's what I'd like to see. I, I just can't believe that you ran. I'm like, I could have died, man. This guy could have had a knife. Who the hell? Like, As you know, who, I always say, Howie, your girlfriend could do way better. Chris, how was your week? Well, <laughs> uh, second episode of Touch Butt went live on yes. Sunday with Dave Sarah. Yeah. Um, we did not. Uh, okay. You, you, you kind of jumped the gun because people get back to me. And they told me that you dropped my theme music on Broken Simulation. Now, keep in mind, that hasn't been remixed yet. That was just for you to enjoy privately. So now I got all these people saying, how come you didn't put your own theme music on the show? And that's because I've got my beat guys remixing it, and they need more time. It was great. Now, here's the thing. Touchbutt was a success. Uh, We had great interaction with the readers. And I put out a poll, and I said, guys, I need you to be honest. If Cash you sat on it. You put out a poll? (laughs) 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 Good one. Good one. So anyway, I put out a poll because they were like, you guys are fire. They were were like, we're loving this. We got a cat cam. We can see mom. We can see sweeters. We got Dave Sarah on the ones and twos. You know, Neff, you have a real studio now. Okay. And I was like, guys, I need you to be honest. Who's saying these things? My, the Were readers. you looking in the mirror the when, you're, when all this is happening? You know what it was? Oh, it was, was the, the voice. sound effect. It was the going, sound of voice in my head. Oh, well, God. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Mano. <laughs> okay, okay, we get it. We get it. By the way, I like you have the birds chirping in the back. That's a new one. I think you added that in. I love that oh, people are still yeah, laughing. And there's some low laughter at the end. Very well done. No, but it's like I'm crushing the show. Yeah. And I'm answering reader questions. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you, what show are you talking about? Touchbot. Dude, I tried to listen for the first five minutes and there was like I a reverb that I could Johnny, it was that's like before I invested eight hundred dollars into a soundboard. That was this week. No, it wasn't. Yeah, Johnny, for the first five minutes. Positive this week. energy to Chris. Good job, Chris. Good job. Here's the thing. We had a few technical difficulties. We're ironing them out. That's fine. Well, I saw Sarah was yelling at you. He was like, No, we're we're Fine, we're not he panicked. Problems. He panicked, and it didn't help that I was pushing him because, you look like the wizard behind the screen, you know, when they pull the curtain back. We're gonna like, get there. The point is this: it was a very panicked day because I had cousin Derek's Euler game on uh, record, and my mom was freaking out. And I got Dave, Sarah, you know, saying we got to start, and I'm like, I got to start. And my mom's like, we have to start the game at eight, and she's like, I can't miss cousin Derek. You know, Aunt Debbie's at the game, and I'm like, we're gonna be fine. So I was dealing with a lot of shit okay now here's the thing great. so i go in under this um, um, tremendous amount of pressure tremendous okay yeah and you know you know i'm like you i can talk into a vacuum for an hour yeah. i don't care that's what it feels like yeah well, <laughs> it's well, kind of like, what you're doing on the patreon yeah you I mean. gotta get a start somewhere the point <laughs> is the show's crushing <laughs> The show's Johnny. crushing. I got chicks in the Patreon and sending me pictures of their pussy. Okay? okay. Cats. All right. Cat, no, See, cats. I give you enough, bro. Oh, you told on, me I could do whatever the fuck I wanted to do on the Patreon. Right. Now, yeah, here's right. the problem. The pa- you're talking about the Patreon also counts as touch, but yeah, yeah, but here's, about touch here's but my problem. Yeah. I put this out to you guys, and I said, we're going live at 6.30. Email Dave Sarah yeah. if you want to come in, yeah. and it's crickets. Yeah. My team doesn't support me, yeah. so I have to we carry do support it's Sunday, you. dude. We, the we do rest. support you. I have to carry extra weight, and I did, and I'm thinking like... Because <laughs> you're bloated, because you're probably pregnant. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I don't even know if I need the cash daddies anymore. Oh, hey, dude, if you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> so th- in the middle of this crush, I'm like, I got to put out a poll. And I, said, to see. and I said, readers, uh, if cash daddies is a 10, where do you rank touch butt? Okay. And they were like 4.5. Okay. And I was like, that's pretty high yeah. considering it's my second show. Yeah, I And my agree. technical director's having a meltdown. Yeah. So he was freaking out. I mean, you have a trans and an Armenian on the show. That's kind of weird. He said he like he bought the wrong equipment or something. Yeah, we got a few wrong things, but we've worked all that out. We got a four channel mixer coming in. We sent a bunch of stuff back to Amazon. We're going to be tight in the pocket come uh, the two Sundays after that. But the point is this. I don't think it would hurt you guys yeah. to pop in 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 the the room with a question. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. maybe come in for a guest chat every now and then. Once in a while, for sure. Once in a while. So My I could count. Would probably be why are you doing this? Is, <laughs> <laughs> but so I could count on you that in the future. I wouldn't, but you maybe. <laughs> well, the other thing is you could come in and do it in studio. Okay. Yeah. So I could instead of just calling in, I could drive to Long Beach and jump in. Buddy, I got your own headphones. Okay. Okay. All I right. got your own microphone. All right. And then of course. Two cats in a room. Okay. You're going to have a good time. So, yes, thank you, readers, for oh, joining in. I'm just thinking of smells. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and, and we're slowly oh by the way Woodrow Wilson 9-11 was not an inside job Saki we landed on the moon Rothschild pissed all over yeah, my mom's room about. dude I remember crumbs and whiskers <laughs> that one time I went on a date there yeah. and the smells it just stinks so your yeah. cat gave your mom waterworks is that what just happened <sighs> It's your cat waterboarded your mom. <laughs> it's Howie, how was your uh, how was your week investing? I, 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 I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. This is why you need to join the Patreon because two minutes ago, two minutes ago, I got another Patreon. Patrick says, hey, Howie, I'm up 22% on DSX. I bought the stock, not the options. Should I keep it rolling or bank that fatty? And I said, Patrick, put a good till canceled stop loss in at 625. If it keeps going, you great. And if it drops, you still bank. So this is what it's all about, man. Seriously, that's exactly what it's about. That's why people should join the Patreon. Yeah, this guy's dude. making money. Do you so, guys do you guys mind if we go dude, right into the guest? Because we have a lot of reader questions and I know we're Yeah, sure let's time. get into the guest. Here we go. So Howie, well, who who are you gonna Okay? <laughs> so let's get into the guest. Here we go. Enjoy this interview. Before we get to the interview, a quick word from our sponsor today, Masterworks. If you've never read the book Road to Ruin by Jim Rickards, you should. In it, Jim talks about old money families, and he learns that they preserve their wealth by investing in three main asset classes. Those are gold, land, and art. Gold and land each have their own downsides, and for art, the problem has been low transparency and high prices. All of that, though, is changing with Masterworks. Masterworks is the first platform where you can buy shares of art, not NFTs, actual art from legends like Banksy, Basquiat, and Picasso at a level tailored to you. There's no other platform like this, and it's amazing because art is largely uncorrelated to things like stocks and bonds, and that's important in today's chaotic market. If you want to check out Masterworks, our listeners get priority access to skip their wait list. Just go to masterworks.art slash cash that's masterworks dot art slash cash and see important regulation a disclosures at masterworks.io slash cd all right cash daddies we got a special guest this week man coming all the way right from la down the road from you guys i got my man anish mitra used to work for goldman sachs now he's a content creator fellow comedian he does a lot of stuff for morning brew how you doing anish I'm I'm good. I'm good, guys. How are you? Anish, can you do a real quick, because it sounds like you're a stand-up comic, can you give us your quick analysis of how Howie introduced you? I feel like as a guy who hosts all the time, you know you give the credits first, then the name. You don't say the name, and then you go through the credits, and everyone forgets. It's forget. a really big so, deal for you. Yeah, well, I, 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 it's just like you're, you're building up to anticipation. Right, so you yeah, want to do 20 minutes on how to, to introduce the guy. Goldman Sachs, man. I mean, that's, the I best credit, that's the best credit anyone can have. Right, right, right but you lead it up with it. You go, hey, Gold, man, please love the show. Ex Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs. Sachs is like the HBO No shit, special. Sherlock. I'm not arguing <laughs> his credits. Right. I'm just saying Howie has no clue how to introduce a guest. Actually, my, my realest credit actually is probably the Wall Street Journal. That's my. That's like the credit. So okay. So time out. Let's just have a niche introduce himself yeah. like and move forward. Okay, niche. How would you like to be introduced? Credits first, <laughs> then name, right? Am I wrong? It's, I mean, look, when I, I did stand-up comedy in New York while I was working at Goldman, and I still remember people making so much fun of just everyone hanging on to that one second that they were on VH1, remember this. Or yeah, it's right like yeah, comics yeah. that use the last comic standing credit when they were just in like the teaser. 
Hey, everybody (laughs) is trying the best they can. But the point is when you introduce a comedian, you go credits, then name. That's the big jumping off point. Yeah, but this is different, man. We got a dude from Goldman Sachs trips. Okay. All right. Go on. Sorry. My pet peeves got in the way. This is a huge, I mean, you, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I don't even want to know where you went to college, but it must have been somewhere pretty solid because Goldman Sachs <laughs> doesn't take SUNY dudes. That 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 should have been the real credit. I went to Brown. There you back go. In 20, Ivy 2010. I graduated 2010, 12 years ago. We got an Ivy League kid on the show. Went to Brown. Gets hired by Goldman Sachs. Now, before you do anything, what did you do at Goldman Sachs after you got done with your initial two years working 17 hours a day? <laughs> 17 what were these half days yeah. <laughs> I, I so i started i worked at barclays for two years after graduating college and then at goldman they had this group i was i was in yeah i don't know if people listening or you know up on what happens at investment banks but i was focused everyone focuses on an industry right i was focusing on the financial industry and banks, insurance companies. And when I was at Goldman, they had this group that bought insurance companies. So I was in that group for two years. And then I, I switched a little bit. And this is when I started doing stand-up in New York. And I started working in this group that did all the training. So I trained bankers. And then at night, I'd bomb in front of live audiences in New York. That was my, <laughs> so basically, how I cut my teeth. Basically, you're dealing with like, uh, when you hear on the street, you get rumored that, you know, Chubb is buying out this particular company. Uh, <laughs> is that something you dealt with? When you're in investment banking, yeah. I mean, that's like, ideally, that's what you want, right? You want to be the reason Chubb is buying some company or some insurance company is going public or whatever, right? So you'll go to jail real quick if you try to trade on that information or you get too drunk and you tell somebody I've actually that had was my next question. That was my next question. <laughs> Did you ever go, you know, late night and you ever go to jail? Is that, that, <laughs> you've had a couple cocktails. You hear, Hey, AIG's buying out uh, Franklin insurance. He's uh, basically asking deal. if you've ever point shaved the market. Yeah, have you ever <laughs> shaved? <laughs> we love asking if you've witnesses or committed any felonies before. Yeah. We no, love I've getting that. Any side hustles. I never had any side hustles. I never monetized that information. It's not, it's just the stupidest thing you can do, right? The whole point of being in finance is thinking straight, right? Actually understanding how you make money, playing the long game, right? That's why everyone idolizes Buffett. The guy just played the long game better than anybody else has ever done it. And I've had friends of friends who have actually done stupid shit like insider trading. And I mean, I, I have one story, if I can get into it, it's, yes. I remember, you know, the one thing, if you work in finance, this probably is true in every industry. I'm sure every comedian probably knows what other people make. Cause you know what all the clubs pay, but in finance, you know what everyone makes, especially at the junior level. If you're an analyst, you know what all the other analysts make, right? If you're an associate, you know what they make. Me and my, my roommate who I went to college with, he worked at JP Morgan. I worked at Barclays. You know, every weekend after, you know, get out of the office at midnight, right? You go right to the club, right to the bar, blow off some steam. We would hang out with one of his friends who worked at this healthcare boutique bank. And every time, he was only a couple of years older than us. Every time we met up with, with this guy, he was always in the back, 
multiple bottles, probably spending three, $4,000 every weekend. And we are like, how the hell is this guy spending all this money? He makes like, you know, a little bit more than we make. Is he just not saving anything? Is he borrowing money? This is before a firm, right? Before we could pay for that bottle over the course of four months, right? You know, these buy now, pay later things. And we'd always wonder like, how the hell is this guy blowing so much money so quick? Two years later, my buddy sends me an email. It's an sec.gov news release. This dude had gotten arrested for insider fucking trading because he was working at this healthcare bank and he would send his mom the stocks that would need to be bought and they would buy like, and they, they were going full Nancy Pelosi, not even just buying the stocks, buying call options, going <laughs> yeah. duty. And, you know, like really like, you know, like it's like those kids at Halloween that just dump the entire box of candy in the bag and run away. I mean, this guy was not trying to hide it at all. And he ended up his going to prison. Mother? His mom. I, yeah. I can't. I mean, that's is, is fun. that's basically like saying, come get me. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to inside <laughs> trade, if you're going to inside trade, the best story I have on that was I was playing basketball in Savannah, Georgia, and we knew this analyst from our firm that worked in the biotech industry. And I was literally guarding him and I got to know him a little bit. And as we're running down the court, he, he just hit me. And I said, dude, what do you got? You got anything for me? You know, being the honest guy that I am and coming back down the court, he like pushed me, got in my ear and he whispered four letters. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like this yeah. motherfucker just gave me a legit in this stock. Went from like twelve to one hundred and thirty. What was the stock, and Howard? Do you remember? Yeah, okay, are you lying? Are we going to go to prison if you? Say, yeah, I'm not even talking. Past about okay. three? I'm not even going to tell you where, who, what, but literally, and I'm just like this dude was borderline retarded to tell a guy like me this. I well, mean, he's telling you if he's telling a guy like you who he's just trading sweat with. Lord knows I, who else he was telling, right? I and mean, that's the I dumbest thing at the you same do. firm. I worked at the same firm, but I wasn't in the investment banking. I was, I worked at the private client group. Um, I was basically a retail broker. So, you know, uh, I, I, one of my friends from a while, but I told him and he bought a bunch and some for me, but I didn't buy any <laughs> on my own. I didn't well, tell you traded on it. <laughs> No, because that's serious shit. When you get busted for that, there's no, you're going to do time. You're going to do some sort of time. Well, they it's always trace it back too. I mean, if you're giving it to your mom, you're not insulated enough. You know what I mean? You need to give it to like the retarded kid that mows your lawn, you know, that you see twice a year. You can't give it to your you fucking mom. You need to give it to the Nigerian well, so, prince that's emailing you, yeah, right? Like well, you need to give it to someone like, and the, and the issue and, you know, the last, um, it's always biotech because this guy that I know is in biotech too because biotech, biotech is the original crypto. It's the original <laughs> stuff that can just yeah. go 10x overnight, right? Yeah. So that's why people are attracted to it. And these are not like biotech isn't like Apple, right? Like you in like first of all, you can't insider trade Apple, but no one's gonna notice if you're building up a huge position in Apple unless you're fucking Warren Buffett, right? But if these names that don't trade and then suddenly out of nowhere, there's people buying tons of call options, like you don't think that's gonna set off a flag at E-Trade? Now, yeah. is it is the is it that you can't tell anybody something's going down? Is that the rule? I mean, like of everybody here, I'm the I, I, I'm let's face it, the most ignorant in in the financial stuff. So, is inside trading just like you got a hot tip? You can't tell anybody anything. Is that no, it? You can't. 
I mean, yeah, that's that's the point, right? Because it's oh. unfair. It's 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 like it's like having the answers to the SAT. It's it's worse. You can't tell anybody, right? Like, Yo, it's, dog. Answer, answer number thirty nine is D. I mean, that's that's cheating. Now, if you're an analyst or an investment banker and you're putting a deal together and you know company A is buying company B or company C, you know when the bio goes through, the news gets out, company B or C is going to go up tenfold, company A is going to go down a little bit. So if you got information on that, you're shorting company A, you're buying calls on company yeah. B, and, uh, and you can retire. The problem is, like Anish just said, these companies, these biotech companies, like you always hear me pitching RNA, they do very little volume. I mean, they may trade 500,000 million shares a day. So all of a sudden, if there's activity and somebody sitting behind a computer downtown in Wall Street sees volume go up on some shit company, it's a red flag. And, and with today's technology, it doesn't take much to find emails or phone calls. or It's pretty easy to catch people. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, Anish, what do you see this current market up to? Because there's so much talk of recession and people are getting defensive with their you know, long-term plays here. And you obviously know how to play the market long. What are you looking at long right now, especially uh, with you know, the, the rates now saying we're looking at 2% by August? Talk to us. Where do you see this market going? Oh God, do I do I is this where I say this is not financial advice? Yeah, yeah but I, uh, but but when you say that opening. it's inside information. So make sure and give us the good I shit. I wish I had inside information. It's impossible <laughs> to have inside information anymore. It, even if you had it, you're not gonna make any money. Everyone's so afraid running for the door. I so look, I was very, very much caught up in the bull run. I was drunk on the bull run, right? I'm uh this was my first major bull run, right? My first bull run, you know, now, now available. At get a tattoo. Oh, I remember my first bull yeah, run. Yeah, get a tattoo. That's what I'm doing. Right? Like I graduated school 2010. I started working right before quantitative easing when they started the bond buying, you know, the first round of free money. And then obviously when COVID came around, I just moved to LA from New York. And I remember uh, watching my 401k just move very similarly like to how it's moving now and everything was crashing. And I remember thinking like, damn, COVID has really destroyed everything except my health. And then the second round of all this stimulus comes. And then, you know, of course we're back to the moon again. So I was really hit hard. You know, I was big in tech, big in crypto. And recently it's just been an absolute bloodbath. So in, in my view, like I'm still long the S and P, I mean, how long are we thinking right over the next five years, 10 years, I think you have to still be long U.S. equities yeah. unless you think the U.S. So, is going to crumble and everyone's going to be living in Mexico. Zombie apocalypse, cats and dogs making love. So you just mentioned, uh, you know, you were long on some big tech names that crashed. And a lot of our readers, as well as me, and I'm not afraid to admit that I was in that same boat. Who are the big names that you like right now at these bargain basement prices? I, I like everyone except Netflix. I still like Facebook. More and more people are using Facebook. More and more people are using Instagram. It's not going anywhere. People are still advertising on it. I, you know, it's, I haven't like gone through their 10K recently, but I imagine their margins are still pretty strong. I still like Apple. They're not going, I don't see people throwing out their iPhones and downsizing the flip phones, right? Um, Google, I, I still like, or Alphabet now. So I still like 
I don't want to say Fang without the N, but I yeah. still like Fang without the N. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of like other areas of investing, you know, I was big into Wells Fargo for a while and like financials, if rates really are going to go up, financials are going to do better, right? Because I like Wells Fargo right now. Yeah. People still have to buy houses. And yeah. I think the housing market is where I've been like more focused just because I'm a millennial that still rents. And I was well, looking forward and to like- Not only that, house, you know, the millennials are the largest home buying uh, group out there right now. You outnumber yeah, everybody. So uh, are you going to put your money into real estate? Not, not right now because A, you need, I have cash, but you need cash. And I don't know if I want to dump my cash into housing at the high right now. And right. two- yeah. I think right now with housing, very different than 08, right? In 08, it was a bunch of people basically swiping their credit cards to buy homes that would never, ever have been able to afford these homes. Yep. The people buying houses now, I think for the most part, can afford them. The economy has done much better since 08. Balance sheets are healthier. And I think it's a supply issue now, right? It's, all it is. enough homes. it's a supply issue. It's all it is. They're just not building houses right now and literally there's just no supply it will change yeah it's just a natural when do you guys market, see this change coming that, that's all it is though it's just supply supply Correct. and then you have you're heading into higher rates so the dual effect of that it's like doing a shot and a beer at some point it's got to cool down um so I, I, does yeah, your I'm, generation I'm still call them boiler makers <laughs> Dude, what? what That's what we used to call him. They, they, he's a millennial. I'm trying to get learned up. They probably have all kinds of names. Went out right after World War II, Chris. <laughs> that's so funny. So that's like, so that's like a Manhattan without a cherry. Do you you see? Do you see a housing crash coming? I'm not maybe not a crash, but a burst of a bubble that starts to ease these prices. Because like in LA, I just like going on Zillow and just seeing like the craziness. People are like two yeah. bedroom, one bath. Uh, two million dollars you're like yeah. uh, hey man take your shot take yeah. your shot why not in miami man. i mean miami's even crazier right and i, I heard, like i've had friends tell me rich friends too tell me they're in my this is maybe a, like a year ago when the market was super super hot a common practice maybe this is just happens real estate i've never bought a home before but a common practice if you're serious about buying a house you put maybe half the money or 10% of the money of the purchase price into escrow, right? Just as a show of good faith, like, look, it's a million dollar house, putting a hundred K into escrow, just letting you know, I'm serious about this. Buddy of mine told me he was trying to buy this place. They had put half of the value of the home in escrow, just in cash as a show of, you know, good faith. Guy calls back and says, Hey, someone just literally put in the entire purchase price of the house in yeah. cash. Yeah. So, and that someone was probably BlackRock. <laughs> yeah, probably. Right? Jesus Christ. Hey, Anish, here's Landlord. another question. Another question. This comes. To this is going to be a great answer because it's totally unbiased. So about a month ago, Chris and I made a bet. We made a $100 oh. bet. And we bet. I said that Elon Musk would not buy Twitter. <laughs> I said it wasn't going to happen. It was all mm -hmm. bullshit. He said Musk was going to buy Twitter. Uh, today, the price of Twitter is down over 40% from the asking price of the buyout, which was $54 a share, wow. now 36. Let me ask you an unbiased question. Who do you think has a better chance to win that bet at this point? You're, I mean, you're looking pretty good. I mean, you might even want to take that 100 now and buy a share of Twitter just to hedge a little bit in case it does happen. So I don't, I don't think the deal is going to go through. I agree with you. It's 
no you already see Musk backtracking. Yeah. He's got to pay a billion dollar breakup fee if he gets out of it. And that's, that's not nothing for him. him yeah, the bigger issue is that since he made this deal and went into play, Tesla's lost $300 billion. Yeah. So that's that the, that that, kills him. That's what that we're looking him. at. Don't worry about the, the billion. But, you know, he's obviously, you know, trying to lowball as best he can. I read a report yesterday from Wedbush. They said there's a 60% chance the deal goes through. Uh, I think it's a lot lower than that. Um, I think it's one sixty is high. I think it's, it's insanely high. So one percent. Well, yeah, the question also becomes <laughs> what happens to Twitter after this? Because you know he's basically saying you're you're basically a bot platform. Yeah. And now yeah. now it's half, like half of Biden's followers apparently are all bots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing that's interesting, and I got a reader question about this, is there were some usual, unusual call activities on the $50 strikes that were like a month out. I mean, if you look at it right now, there's tons of money in those 50s. And I'm like, that's assuming like a 24% jump in a month. And, he go, and he's like, would you buy it? And I said, I don't think that's, I think that's a hedge somebody's put in because I don't think there's any way that thing's moving to 50 in a month. So I'm going to say, I'll say it again. You remember when this happened and it started slowly dropping, went from 52 to 49, 47. And I came out and I said, you know what? Those are hedge funds. Those are do the wall. The street is never wrong. Yep. These, these guys know, I'm not saying it's inside info, but they know, they talk to people that say, this is just a big fallacy. Elon's not buying shit. And then it started going to 45, 40. You know the money they made, made shorting that thing or buying puts on it? People made a lot of money on that. Well, let's just look, pull back because I want to look at this because I do have the option chain open for the, the, the month out. We'll call them the June 17th. Nice. So the 50s, the, the open interest is 54,000, okay? That's on the 50s. Now, if we were going to... These are calls? These are calls. Yeah. If we were looking at an option, you know, Howie and I tend to be fairly conservative. We're looking at one, two, three out of the money. You know, the $36 strikes would be the play if we were going to buy maybe the 38s. The open interest in those is like 2800 and 3800 respectively. But then all of the money is coming in at 50 and higher. So you're looking at 54,000 open interest on the 50s, 53 on the 52s. What month is it, Chris? One month out, the June 17th. So what if people are putting all that money in those 50s, am I wrong to think that they're either YOLO plays or they're just straight up hedges? First of all, that's not actually a lot of money. Did you just say 5,000 contracts? No, no, 54,000 at the 50s. Oh, 54? At the 50s. Yeah. I don't know. I would assume somebody is just uh, uh, hedging. Fat finger error, maybe? Somebody just, you know, no, I mean, go in and. It, it, yeah. It's <laughs> consistent. They're at the 50s. They're at the 52s. They're at the 55s. These insane numbers of like 55,000 interest. They're meant to hit put and they hit call instead. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that I'm, makes me wonder. I, mean, I think it, those people are the people that are betting that the deal goes through and also the people betting that this is a hedge uh, on the other side. So what it is probably Chris, it's probably hedge funds that shorted the shit out of it yeah. at 50 yeah. and it's, it's sitting at 36 now and they're still short thinking it may go to 24, but Hey, 
Let's buy a shitload of calls to protect ourselves. The reason I bring this up is we have a lot of new options, um, uh, people in the Patreon that are like, I want to learn options. And I had somebody DM me and they were like, so I'm looking at the 50s on June 17th. And I go, you know, the stock's trading at like 30, mid 30s right now. And he was like, yeah, I just wanted to get some information. So again, normally when we buy calls, we're not buying 20 OT, uh, 20 out of the money. So just to be clear, that is a very dangerous play or it's a straight up hedge to anybody that's listening and curious about how options play. So when like how he called me uh, today and he was like, I want you to look at the plug 18s uh, for what July. So basically a month and a half out and first. Yeah. And they're three out of the money and that's a little aggressive for you, Howie. And I still bought them because you're hotter than dog shit. So I'm just going to keep following you until you crash. So it's not, I don't listen, man. I don't, I don't care if it hits 18. Of course. If that thing goes up 50 cents and the options are up 10 or 15%, I'm out. Right. People got to realize this is something I got to go over in the Patreon. You don't have to hit that strike price Absolutely. to make money. Yeah. It's all time value. Yeah. It's value. So, so if this thing goes up, you know, thirty percent on a dead cat bounce over the next three days, I, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what these people are. If you're coming in one month at fifty, the reason to me that's so risky is because if nothing really happens over the next week. That option is going to be worthless, right? Yeah. Unless, unless something really, unless Elon comes out, first of all, for an M&A deal to close, it's going to take at least five or six months, especially yeah. a deal like this, where you have Elon, he's getting sued by the SEC for something else, blah, blah, blah. So you're not betting that the deal is going to close in a month. What you're really hoping for is tomorrow, Elon wakes up and says, you know what, let's do this, fuck it blah, 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 which probably isn't going to happen. So these options are going to be worthless unless this one in a million chance thing comes out where he's like, you know what? I'm fine with the bots. I like the bots. I make robots anyway. It's all good. Blah, 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 blah. So I'll like, kill them. I make robots. Yeah, I'll send out my two, 2000 is 5420. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so it's not going to go any higher than 5420. So even buying those calls, really what you're doing to Howie's point is you're just making a blind bet that something crazy is going to happen over the next week. If, yeah. if we can, Howie, oh, I got to sell my one call that you told me to buy, right? Well, we got to hope for a dedicated bounce on that. Oh, one, I got to hope to God, dude. I'm getting my dick. Well, here's kicked. what we got. We got earnings on Nvidia coming out Thursday. Ooh, we're taking a beating. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I did not buy those calls, by the well, way. Well, you know what? The way I see it is like daddy needs write offs for the taxes. So it's, it's always, always that. How, what are you guys hey, sitting speaking. on those calls, on those uh, Nvidia calls? Because uh, I didn't buy them. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm sitting on a fucking giant butt plug that's right. fucking my ass right now. That's <laughs> Bad. How bad is it? It's not going well at all. It's not going Can well. Because we, I want to go back to what you were saying about, you know, <laughs> Fang and uh, you don't like uh, the N. I don't like the F in Fang. In fact, I hate the F in Fang. And uh, obviously, really? I'll hate it. So we have the Cambria analytics thing scandal with Zuckerberg. And now the... Uh, what do you call it? The attorney general of the district of Columbia is bringing suit to Zuckerberg. I think this news came out yesterday or the day before, because he's basically saying you were the top shareholder in Facebook. You knew about this. So ultimately you're responsible. Now back up. Facebook was already mm -hmm. nailed with a $5 billion fine when this originally went down. My take mm -hmm. on Facebook is this, and I'd love to hear yours because you are a younger generation than I am. I don't think 
and, and, you know, and I'm not going to dispute that Facebook, you know, is bringing in money per share. My concern is the rebrand attempt with Meta to something mm-hmm. they are trying to uh, create smoke and mirrors with, because I don't believe the metaverse is real. Does your generation think the metaverse is going to be? I don't even know if millennials are the 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 uh, metaverse generation. It could I be think Z. It's generation Z. Generation Z. Okay, so what's your take on the metaverse? Because I am, I am. Extreme. Are you saying this because he looks like he's Generation Z, like he's a twelve-year-old? He Do looks look like, like he looks like I mean, he should I be. Look like I'm in the metaverse right now. Yeah, no, he looks. You, you know what you look like? You, sh- you look like you should be drinking a Slurpee and doing an ollie and just chasing puss. So more power to you. You could not That's say that more manly. Chasing Johnny puss. Johnny looks more Gen Z than I do with that haircut. He's he looks like an LA one of these LA guys that you see in Poppy. Oh, yeah, that, that's or, me, or dude. Lila with the, you know, that's well, Sam. But going back to a compliment, by the way. But going Thank back you. to Facebook, the real the reason I don't like Facebook is I think it's boomer oriented and they're l- losing the younger generation, the millennials. But and is the Z's. Instagram? Yeah, uh, boomer. Yeah, no, it's it's owned by Facebook, but, but it's not it boomer. boomer. I think that's what they're they're putting a lot of just. Like. I, I guess what I'm saying is, I want to hear why you like Facebook because I'm I, I want to get your opinion here. My look in terms of the business and blah blah blah. That's really where my head's at. Facebook yeah. is still the biggest platform, and it's still growing. And when I say Facebook, talking about Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook Classic, whatever else they might buy, this metaverse <laughs> thing is takes up a lot of that's what everyone sees in the media. Like it still remains to be seen what that means. Right. They have these devices like these Oculus things. If they pop off, maybe they make a lot of money that way. But I think for the most part, if anyone is going to be able to make a big, big push into the metaverse and scale quickly and remember Facebook just loves to buy shit, right? They're not good at making shit on their own. They'll just step in and buy it if, if they need it. And probably owned by China. Yeah. Well, like, look, the thing with Facebook is the new Goldman Sachs, right? When I was coming out of college, every bank and every other bank was getting fined a billion every other week. They were testifying from the Senate every other week, right? It was the most regulated industry. They were the people that were hated on. They're the ones that were killing babies and murdering seals. Now that has become effectively fang without the end, right? Every single one of those companies is basically ruining the planet, depending on who you ask. So regulatory risk is the biggest risk, right? If you have someone that comes in and splits them up, blah, 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 that could be very bad for the stock. But in terms of Facebook, look, all I'm saying is if you want to make money in the market, it's not always about like what, like who's going to win. It's about where are people just being unreasonable? And I don't think, you know, Facebook is going to go to zero, right? If Facebook sells off 50%, 80%, I still think it's probably worth buying a little bit. And then you get out when you get out. Speaking of that, Snap crashed 40% today on uh, weak guidance moving forward. I don't own. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not on. Hookers on there. Well, see, that's my thing. I'm not on Snap because I feel like it's a younger app. Is that an app that you you are on that you guys use? No, I don't I think, think Howie does. TikTok. I don't um, use TikTok. It. Snapchat is the metaverse, right? That's where yeah, people be having all these weird filters and it's everything. Insane. That's yeah, where I the hookers are. Yeah, I well, I get all kinds of random messages from. <laughs> That's hookers, where right? the hookers are. I don't think so. I think it's where no, the, the Hello they're, Kitty. They're, no, no, they're, no, no, I'm on there. Snap, there are hookers on there. Snapchat. What they did was in uh, Facebook's like, hey, we want to buy you, and they were like, nah, we're gonna do this, and, and, and Facebook's like, okay, we're gonna buy this, and we're gonna steal all your features. Well, they're making drones and shit now too. I mean, they're just so far afield with their business. It's no, like, I mean, I, but they don't Snapchat know how to that was smart because they're like. 
okay, there's kind of this shady like part of the internet that we're going to lean into. And that's what they do. I, I don't mean, even know if they leaned into it. I just think that was well, a, a... It got co-opted? Yeah, it, yeah, kind of. When everybody got pushed off, the sex workers got pushed oh, off Off of Twitter. Craigslist and shit? Yeah, Craigslist and Twitter and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, that's why I think it is. So when you're on Snapchat, is it like it still disappears? It's like 45 Here's roses and you have like listen. five seconds to respond before it disappears? No, uh, listen, I don't, I I don't know kid, those rules. I got rules. a kid that I just don't. finished up his freshman year in college and I asked him about it. On the, we took a 15-hour ride the other day and I said... Explain to me what the, the Snapchat shit. <laughs> it's, it's just he, a dating app, isn't it? Pictures he sent to me. He said that. He goes, yeah, once you send it, uh, unless you request it, it goes away in like 10, 15 seconds. Unless you request it, it's 24 hours. And I said, so basically you're pretty much safe when sending a dick pic. And he said, well, he goes, well, not exactly, dad. He said, well, <laughs> it's called a screenshot on your phone, no, Howie. It's how, it's how it tells him if you do so that. So he got busted because yeah. Who he got sent busted? a dick pic to one of his girlfriend's friends because evidently she gave the best blowjob in high school. So <laughs> basically, this is what he told me. He cheated on his girlfriend, sent her a dick pic via Snapchat, and she screenshotted it. And then she went back and showed his girlfriend. By the way, it tells you when they do that, so the panic must have set in. Dude, he was so... But see, I don't like (laughs) that feature right there because that's basically saying my identity is not safe from my device if I'm taking a a screenshot. But that's the contract you agree to. Oh, so it's in the users? Yeah, Yeah, of course. Everyone knows. Look, that's that's on your son, right? That's not on the app. He knew that was going to happen. In many ways, he probably wanted it to happen, too. Because no, they no, get a no, notification? Are you saying a Dewey is a bright. fucking shady bright. fuck? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, man. I love my kid, but when he was 10 years old, I wa- I'm not kidding, man. I watched him make toast, and he burned it like six times over the course of 30 minutes, and that's when I finally gave him a metal fork. He spent 30 said, minutes making fucking. toast? Jesus Christ. I'm getting on go Snapchat there, now. Go down there I like your kid. I think he's... Out. Like I think he's a, he's got that kind of go go getter Wall Street mentality, right? Always be selling. He's like, oh, right, he'd be like, great. Like, he'd be great on Wall Street. Oh, his kid I heard is great. XYZ thing. So I'm let's in an XYZ just, thing. Let me throw my hat in yeah, the ring. Bank, yeah. Will you bankrupt uh, fifteen clients and ruin their whole entire net worth over the course of fifty years? You got to, You know, a, a good Wall Street broker is like, hey man, let's go find another family. Real quick, just by the numbers, uh, market cap of Snap is twenty billion. So if they were down forty three percent today, they probably lost fifteen billion in market cap today let's switch gears because we want to get your perspective on crypto because you did mention that um what are you in and what are you holding long and what do you like long and what are you uh no interest in are you an altcoin guy or are you just a bitcoin ethereum maxi i i think right now bitcoin ethereum maybe solana that's it Mm -hmm. everything else just has a big question mark on it Thank you. I, I always think of the the story about the car industry in the 1900s. Everybody now obviously knows the Ford story with the assembly line and how Ford was the winner in the space. But at the time, there were hundreds of car companies, right? Yeah. And effectively, only a couple survived. And it took years to flush all the other ones out. Same thing with the 90s in the internet, right? All these companies came to the market, they all got flushed out. And then you just have Amazon, Apple, Microsoft left. So in my view, Bitcoin and Ethereum right now, especially if folks aren't in crypto and they're looking to get in crypto, those are probably the best ones to hold because Bitcoin has literally survived every bear market, right? It's the definition of crypto. And Ethereum has survived two bear markets and a hack. So not saying it's gonna make it, but 
it probably is the only other one that I'm interested in because it allows for other things you can do, right? With Bitcoin, you can't really do much. You kind of just sit there and look at it. It's like a statue. But with Ethereum, you do have access to these different apps. Now, most of them are all scams or you're just going to get rugged. And especially in the NFT side of things, I don't really spend too much time there. But I'm a former finance guy. I like the idea of earning yield and doing so. I like the idea of getting free money, right? That's kind of what crypto is. That's what people think it is. It's just all free money. But in terms of usefulness and utility, I think Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe Solana, but it's really, really early to tell. It's almost like in the 90s, everybody knew the internet was going to be this big thing, but it was impossible to call the winner. And I, I, I think that's what people should be focused on. Like when I see people really, really, really like, oh, Bitcoin's going to be the future. I'm, I put me and my wife's money into Bitcoin. We're living out of our trailer park and we're going to be millionaires by the time we're 50. Like that kind of stuff is really stupid, in my opinion. I agree. Anything can change at any minute. You never know what this shit uh, no. Do you see another run for Bitcoin where it gets up to maybe 50 again? I mean, I'm praying every single day I wake up, <laughs> I, I, you know, I get a sign, something in LA taking a lot of hikes, but I think uh, it, it really depends it, there needs to be buy pressure. All this talk about, Oh, there's only 21 million. There's only 21 million. Well, there's also only 21 million Bitcoin cash. There's also a limited supply yeah. of beanie babies, yeah. right? You don't, you don't see this stuff shooting up just because of supply. There needs to be real demand. And it remains to be seen where that demand comes from. A lot of Bitcoin was the whole Bitcoin argument in 2020, right? was, oh, it's an inflation hedge, Fed's printing money, the dollar's going to be worthless. Well, that argument has effectively gone in the trash, right? No one was flooding to Bitcoin when inflation well, was. It's so manipulative because I also well, think dollars, that. ironically. <laughs> well, we're li- yeah. yeah, it's very weird because like, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, you know, every time you see another place take crypto, I think that helps people spend yes. sell off less of their they're all selling off their crypto for for fiat money and it's meant to be like a, a you know kind of this new alternative system to fiat money right so i mean yeah people were treating it more like gold right right yeah. right it's gold just it's one, super yeah. interesting man it's like you know, all these places, they start taking Bitcoin, you will you might see people start sitting in the Bitcoin. But as soon as everything's like, oh my God, the world's coming to an end, you're like, boom, they sell off all their shit so they can just hoard this yeah, money. Yeah. But it's like so funny because like, yeah, you know what it is? I see, I have 20, uh, let's say 80 grand in my bank account. I, I see the number 80 grand and I'm like, I got 80 grand. I, you know, that means I got that much money. But what they don't understand is like, that doesn't buy you the same amount of shit that it did a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. So the number is the same, but it doesn't have the same kind of fucking reach, man. So it's the like denominator. This, right? It's very important. It's, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like this weird, like kind of magic game that's getting played. Played. So if you would have stayed oh, into your, in your, yeah, no shit, Howie. Thank you for that. That's exact. But like the average <laughs> person the doesn't realize that they don't understand that that eighty grand doesn't go as far as it used to be. They just see a number and they're like, I got eighty grand. Yeah, but that's worth like what? Uh, Twenty years ago, sixty grand. 40 grand. Well, I'm, I'm sure they understand when they head into Whole Foods, right? And they see yeah. eggs going for 20 bucks a carton. Yeah. I still don't think people correlate the two. I think it, my take on the crypto market right now, especially what we saw with Terra Luna, 
is there are going to oh, be boy, yeah. there are going to be more collapses because everybody bought into this idea that oh I can get twenty percent APY just by staking. There's so much yield farming. There's so much staking, and there's this cannot stay propped up long enough. It's it, it it's yeah. I mean, how you pointed it out today, Hex. You know, had a high of forty cents. Now it's at seven cents. Uh, I don't think this is going to be the first collapse, and we cannot downplay the importance of the collapse because Terra Luna wasn't an altcoin. It was a top 10 coin. It had a $36 billion market cap. That money disappeared overnight. This is not the first or last time this is going to happen. So I like what you're saying in that I'm, I'm in Bitcoin, I'm in Ethereum, and I'm maybe in Solana. But we used to preach around here, stay in a top 10 coin outside of Bitcoin and Ethereum. And now like, I don't feel like anything's safe. I, I would, my, my view on crypto is, and I made a Twitter thread about this after Luna happened because I, I was in an algo stable project because, you know, Luna UST was an algo stable. I think it's interesting, the stable coin market, it's $180 billion market and you just need liquidity, right? That's what the credit crisis taught us. If no one's willing to lend money, then everything shuts down. It's like the fire hydrant just goes to zero during a fire and algo stables are interesting, or at least they were in a bull market. And I was in this one called Beanstalk and that one actually got hacked. So that's, that's another way your project can go to zero. But with Terra Luna, the, the crazy thing about that one is a, you have these big VCs that are in the project too, mm-hmm. right? Which kind of gives it this Instagram blue check feeling like, okay, not only is it big, but you got Novogratz in there. Novogratz also has a Luna tattoo, blah, blah, blah. We discussed it. And then on top of that, I think there's a different level. Like, sure, there are altcoin projects, pictures of apes, monkeys, whatever. I think people kind of understand like, yo, when I buy this shit, I'm just putting my money on red or even green. I'm just gambling. But when you start marketing something as a savings account, you cross a line, right? You cross a little bit of a line. It's almost like when celebrities go out and start acting like role models, like you've crossed a line and because this thing got so big, like Anchor, which was the Terra savings account, had $15 billion worth of deposits. And a lot of people that are looking for a savings product, they're not exactly apes or degens, right? And crypto people that are just gambling. These are regular guys like us that are just putting their money in it and they think it's safe and secure. And when this shit goes to zero, there's no FDIC, there's no backing. Honestly, in this situation, there's almost no crime committed, at least by the trader. Maybe they'll go after the Luna people, but there's nothing that's going to save you when someone pulls quote unquote, the rug, even though this wasn't exactly a rug. So there's a bit of a, you should be always be concerned about things that are being marketed as safe or savings when it's crypto. That makes like literally no sense. Great point. I agree. I mean, that's what we've been talking about. We have some of these on here where people are literally putting in, you know, I'm putting in a thousand and in three years, uh, my stake is going to be 1.7 million. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I, hey, dude, hey, I totally <laughs> yeah, agree with that. Out of nowhere. Howie, yeah. I think it's across the entire spectrum of finance right now that everything is upside down. And I don't know, I, I you know, we could sit there and then we got to wrap this up, but we, we could sit there and blame the president. I think it's a lot more stuff than, there's a lot of things going on. Biden, that Biden is, killed Luna. Uh, Biden. <laughs> Biden killed Luna. Prices. Make that a fucking. Yeah, gas prices. It's oh it. yeah, the price of well, gas went up. Thank you, Joe Biden. I did this, right? So um, it's super interesting. I think it's across the board. And, you know, I, I, I just like you have to be 
really smart with how you invest right now. And like Johnny does, hey, I'm not I'm not investing anything this week. It's okay to take a pause and breathe and figure it out. Cash is a, will always be king. And Gold I and and silver. I'll give you a great example. And Denise, uh, what do you think of this? This 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 sector absolutely fascinates me, and it has for decades. And that's the retail sector mm-hmm. because we have major supply chain problems all across the globe. Target comes out, Target, uh, their earnings come out, it drops fifty percent. Walmart's earnings come out, it drops thirty eight percent. Amber, Crombie, and Fitch come out today. They get crushed, drop like sixty percent. These are retail stocks. Yeah, just so you, you know, Howie. I have the Hold numbers on. On, on that. You're a little off. Target's saying 25%. I think it's down 50% from his high. Maybe it was down 25% that day. Fine. Okay. Fine. From the high, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it definitely it sold off like 26%. I remember making jokes about how like, this is not a cryptocurrency. This is Target. Right, right. Yeah, Target and Walmart. Amber, go ahead. So the thing that fascinates me about this particular sector is, you know, and I've answered so many of these Patreon members because – I've been pushing Home Depot for a year and a half on this show. So Home Depot's earnings come out. They say, we're looking good going forward. Or they crush their earnings. The stock goes up. So that goes to tell you, this has got to be a management situation because they're all facing the same supply chain situations as far as getting these products into their stores, whether it's a washer and dryer, an oven, a freezer, whatever, the, the parts come from China, there's problems, but Home Depot's kicking ass. Kohl's is another one I like, a retail store, which I think they're gonna get bought out here at some point, but it blows my mind in the discrepancy in different large retail stores on how mm-hmm. some do well and some absolutely <laughs> shit the bed. It's unbelievable how that, how that and that's gotta be a management situation. What do you think? Look, I don't, <clears throat> I try to look at everything at big picture level. When you look at things like Target missing top line, missing revenue, when you look at Walmart missing revenue, to me, that's more a function of people pulling back their spending. I mean, what are people buying at Target and Walmart, right? No one's really going over to Target. They're not making their money selling juicers and maybe electronics, but most of the time people go to Target, Walmart to buy groceries. And they have a problem at Target and Walmart where they got a real supply problem on the other side. They have supply. They have things sitting on shelves that just aren't being bought. So, yeah, so look, if people are cutting back on standard things that they need, that's a huge red flag, which is why they'll probably sell off 25, 30% day of earnings. It's not like Snapchat sells off 30% because like, hey, you're an internet company and no one's using your product. That's got nothing to do with supply chain, right? It's not like they're backed up on filters. That's a, that's makes perfect sense why Snapchat is down 30%. For Target to be down 25, 30% to me, yeah. in some ways I see the fear if people are pulling back on toothpaste and milk, that's a big, big, big fucking issue. And macro trends like inflation is gonna need to come down, supply chain, whatever, will need to be alleviated. But at the same time, if you like, if you do believe that people are going to be buying the things that they need, breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever, over the course of the next five years, probably not a bad time to start averaging in to discretionary stuff. But yep. you know, do it, do it at your own risk, right? Stuff could still fall. But you know, to me, it's like, how draconian do you think things are going to get? If we're really heading into a recession, job joblessness goes up, inflation can't be controlled, Fed continues to still raise rates, even though they know they shouldn't. Then yeah, things could get pretty pretty dark. I, I well, 
Anish, let me ask you this because the the one thing that we've been tracking over the you know the last six months is you know you look at the Nasdaq. I ran these numbers over the weekend, down twenty nine percent as of the weekend. The Dow was down sixteen percent, and then the crypto market I want to say down f- close to sixty. And everybody kept saying, "Are these rates baked in?" And they weren't. We thought they were, but then when they actually went up, the market kept tanking and tanking. So my question to you is, what do you like? Give us a name, whether it's uh, a discretionary name or a fang name or, you know, whatever. What do you like at this point in the market long? IVV, the S&P 500 index. IVV? Uh, Van, I like UST 30, 30 30-year treasuries. No, I'm kidding. Um, S&P solid. This this might be, look, I'm literally just saying this is the last name I looked at. Coinbase could be interesting. They have $6 billion of balance sheet cash. Obviously, it's been fire selling off because they make money on trading fees and crypto loans. and Well, right and they don't have a good PR person who comes out and says, just so you know, if we go bankrupt, your funds uh, may not be retrievable. PR, obviously. And, and, you know, it's been trading, I think, right as of today, you know, May, what is it, May 24th? It's trading at around 15 billion market cap. They have 6 billion of balance sheet cash. So the market's valuing it really at, at $9 billion. And they're down like horrendous, obviously down horrendous, like everything else since their IPO. That could be interesting. You know, I could easily see that ballooning back up to 100, 120 billion in a couple of years if we recover. But, you know, right now, I don't think there's anything that's particularly underpriced, right? If anything, we're seeing that a lot of shit was trading at levels it shouldn't have been trading. Yeah. So my general view is to start averaging it. Yep. You're not going to, if you, if you liked stuff six months ago when it was trading at the high, you're going to love it now. Okay. And do you think like, I, I don't know, like I think we could still go another 15, 20, 25% lower from where we are now. I think we could. Tomorrow probably. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well not, we want to thank you for coming on. We love your perspective. We're definitely going to have you back. So where can we see you uh, not dealing uh, with Coke in the back room with Wall Streeters, but telling jokes? Where can we see you? <laughs> yeah, where are your, what are your social medias and do you have any shows coming up? Yeah, yeah. So you could find all my content, everything I do from skits, commentary, blah, 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 blah. I try, you know, it's obviously like really similar to the vibe that we had here, just talking about stuff, making sure people learn, but also laugh. Anish K Mitra, A N I S H K M I T R A, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, where, wherever content is found. My okay. first name, middle initial, last name. And, and I'm not doing anything in person in LA. I kind of took a break from actual stand-up i think the last stand-up show i ever did i was at the store comedy store on my birthday march 2nd 2020 and then COVID happened and i never got back out so there, you, to be you're honest, probably super happy and enjoying life well yeah well it's like it's not scalable you know i feel like a lot of com- people are understanding it now and now i see everybody and their mom making content but two years ago three years ago there was just like it's almost like how people felt about the internet back in the nineties when they were like, Amazon's a scam. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of, a lot of people were like, why would I make videos? Like, I'm not going to make it unless I get on stage five times a day. It's like, no, like, would you rather reach a hundred million people or 10? No, <laughs> I'm with you, dude. And that's the smart thing. And like, it's very hard for some people, especially my generation to understand 
how to use social media and all that stuff. I do wish yeah. there was a ruling stand-up comedy where you weren't allowed to post clips of your stand-up till you've been doing it for at least five to ten years. Everybody posts everything right now. I don't and it's need like to see your gar- yeah. garbage. Yeah. Well, okay. not even, I mean, people are doing specials at, you know, two years, one year, you know. Okay, don't stuff. bring that in. Guys, <laughs> thank you, Anish. Anish, Anish I'm going to uh, hit you up on social media. I have some uh, things you I think you might be perfect for, so I'll, I'm going to hit you up and see if you might be interested. I will do the same. Okay. Okay. Hey, if, you, if you're in LA, and like we should, we should definitely link up for sure. Yeah, for sure, dude. Cool. We'll we'll powwow about it. Uh, thanks for coming on. We look forward to our next talk, and uh, make sure to email uh, Howie all your links so we can include them into our um, uh, our description of this episode. And we appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. This is a pleasure. And when it's out, I'm obviously going to share this around. But oh, you guys are the you. best. Hopefully uh, we link soon. And, and look, pray. Pray for better days. Pray for pray. better days. Right, thank you, Nish. Thank you, guys. All right, we're back. we're back. We're back. We're back. Dude, Howie, I love Anish. Anish, I love him too. Big guest. Wow, man. Big guest. Can you imagine being his age, you know, starting comedy? You you have an investment background. Yeah. You don't have to go work at Chipotle for $20 an hour. Yeah. You just trade long. I and love how you were like, what are the young people doing now? Well, you the guy, the like, guy graduated college in 2010. You know, yeah, he's 12 years ago. What are like okay. For the record, we all sounded like boomers. We're like, how does Snapchat work? Can I, I, I No, I literally no, told you I how Snapchat That was you that said yeah. that. Getting old. Yeah, that was you, I'm, get, I'm getting old. Okay, <laughs> guys, listen, let's keep the show energy. We have a lot of questions. As you know, the Patreon is hot. It's live. So we want to get to your questions today. And I'm going to start with Howie. Um, how uh, Ch- Chidoshi and Nakamoto from the Discord asks, when will Howie make the Cash Daddy's Investment Club so I can make money when he is making money? Seriously, though, why not put legal protections in place and make this a thing? Well, we don't want to go to jail. Okay. Why will we go to jail? No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I don't need to put legal protections in. You just join the Patreon and I will help you. I'll give you uh, investment advice. That's what we do on the Patreon. Yep. Okay. Uh, Moving on. Uh, This comes from JC, by the way. He is a a huge fan. He's moving out to Gardena. He's got a job. He says, Howie, can Tesla hit 450? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? Okay. Is that I going mean, down or going up? It's been it Tesla's lost three hundred billion. It's down so, to six thirty three. Okay, so you're saying it could go down to four hundred. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to go back and forth uh, between the Twitter and these questions. So as we talked about earlier, DSX option play, we had a reader that was, uh, he got out up 60%, now up 300%. Don't look back, guys. We don't want you to hang on for those 300% gains. If you get them, great. But we shoot for the 20 to 30%. That's our goal. Anything over that is gravy. So closer mentality, you know, get back in the bullpen, fight another day. You made the 30%. Yeah, 10 to 20%. I yeah. mean... Yeah. You know, sometimes we're going to lose. It's sometimes we're going to lose, but the bottom line is we want more gains than losses at the end of the year. Okay. Um, 10 to 20% is fine. Invisible boy voice asks XOM has been going up since late 2020. What do you guys think of the future of oil? Oh man. I'll I think you. it's insane. It's still got room to go. I mean, <laughs> what was the it, fuck is that? You know that, what that was? That was that useful analysis. You know what there, that Sam. is? I don't have time to vamp. I'm just going to flip a coin. <laughs> 
Sam said it right on the button. It's I think it's going to be insane. like, they're talking $10 no, no, barrels. Well, how is that actionable? It's insane. Like yeah. they, we, they, People are looking for actionable intelligence on the, you know, okay, give so, us some information. So they ask, well, what do you think the future of oil is, right? Insane. No, I think it's, it's crazy. Specific. The future of oil is gasoline. No, That's I mean, the next like, process. My point is, is that the, pro, the, the it, barrels are going to get more and more expensive because they're making up this fake-ass supply line bullshit. Well, that, that's, now, that's that's useful, what you just said. So, that was my... I didn't even get a chance. I just go, it's insane. And you guys jump me. No, no. You were I think done. it's going to be... I, like, I was going to ask Howie, what are some of the oil companies I should jump in on? Because I, the way they're talking, it seems yeah. like it's just going to keep going up. Speaking of well, that, that Howie... His question. his question was XOM, which is Exxon, yeah. and it's breaking out. It's breaking out to all-time highs. And I mean, uh, you know, I've said it from the get-go, Sam. If, you, if you're afraid to buy one particular company, you buy OIH. OIH has a bunch of them. Um, it's at 281. Uh, it probably has more room to go. It, it could actually probably head up to uh, 400. Speaking of oil, Petrobras, the CEO was fired by Brazil's president after a month on the job. Can you imagine just having like Biden call you up and be like, dude, you're out. So glad we don't live in that environment. Yeah, for sure. So dude. Callum asks, if we are going to be in a recession for the foreseeable future, are any stock sectors worth holding that would be more valuable than cash with this inflation rate? Or is gold and bonds as good as it gets? Pfizer. If you look at Verizon, <laughs> if you look at Pfizer, if you look at Coca-Cola, and if you look at oil, Exxon, uh, these stocks are going to plug along, man. These are these are stocks that are going to do well. These are called defense stocks. We've talked about that. You got to have some in your portfolio. So when your apples and your Teslas are shit in the bed, you know you're in things that are still going up, things that pay good dividends. So yeah, there's tons of stuff we can be in during a recession. Okay, to the moon three, one of the best mods in the business. Uh, shout out uh, uh, East uh, West Texas. Uh, he asked, with vacation season sneaking up on us, do you guys think traveling stocks like airlines, hotels would be a good market to look into? Or is that sector fucked due to inflation and people being more frugal with their spending? For Howie, in your experience, would you stay away from those stocks in a market like this? I mean, that's a very good question. You have to pick and choose, guy. Pick and choose. You talk about airline stocks. I mean, Delta's down from 46 down to about 37. It looks like it could still go lower to 35, 34. <laughs> you got to wait until these things really take an ass beating. And then when you, like you say, when the bad news is all over the place, then you want to buy them. Okay. Uh, the artist formerly known as sexual retarded blowtorch 68 and sexual needs uh, blowtorch 68, who is now going by turkey buzzard sexual blowtorch 68, asks an open question for all the daddies. What should I be investing my recent Luna gains into? By the way, he did get into Luna when it dropped, bought, and made some cash. One, a crossbow-powered dirt bike generator. Two, controlling interest in my county's largest catnip farm. Three, a mint butcher sleeve version of the Beatles yesterday and today signed by Rivers Cuomo. Or one magical night obviously. with the biggest, blackest prostitute in Houston. He wants to enjoy his winnings. What's he going to do? I go with the prostitute. Uh, if you let Rivers Cuomo sign the butcher uh, cover, you're insane. 
I mean, Rivers Cuomo is the lead singer for Weezer, and yeah. the Butcher cover is probably the most valuable in the yeah, right gonna, condition. So you Beatles. shouldn't have them sign it? No, no, it doesn't add any. No, I mean that's just a that would be a mistake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All well, right. also a mistake would be a crossbow-powered dirt bike generator. So the what? obvious answer is controlling interest in your county's largest catnip farm. Uh, next question. This comes from Dipshit Dow. Uh, he said. He says, do we think that Warner Brothers owning HBO and AT&T has a bundle offer that has HBO? Both companies are less than $30, but everyone that is leaving Netflix may be switching back to HBO because Game of Thrones prequel is slated for August. Is it now a good time to get on Warner Brothers or will they dump in your bed? Man, that's a great question. Vamp I mean, time. do you think that uh, that show moves the needle that much? I mean, I hate AT&T. I hate what do you think, Sam? I'd like to hear from Sam. Uh, I think that, I mean, people are starving for, so, I mean, something to watch, right? I mean, like, Game of Thrones was the last real show that got everyone behind it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. yeah I mean, I'm, I'm saying Better Call Saul is a great show that's on right but now. But is everybody into no, it? No, you're right. No, they're not. But, uh, yeah, the, I think... I think Mandalorian got close, and I think this Obi Wan Kenobi show that's coming out Friday, maybe could yeah, get, for sure, could get close to that line. But yeah. well, let's let's scale back and break the question down. He's saying with Warner Brothers owning HBO and AT and T, it's yeah. a bundle offer. Both companies are less than thirty dollars, but everyone that is leaving Netflix may be switching back to HBO. Uh, you know what I say? I say I like Paramount better than all of these personally. Really? Yep. Johnny, do you have Paramount? I do. Do you like it more than HBO? Because HBO is killing it. No, I like Paramount fine. And, and, and dude, I'm telling you, they're making a, a massive investment in, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got five shows in production at Paramount+. Let me ask Plus. you something about, because this was basically Viacom, right? That's right, yeah. So I know someone I mean, really well that works there. So let me ask you something. Is is Paramount making the same mistakes that Viacom made with this woke shit. That well, well the, the Taylor Sheridan stuff is not. I mean, no, I get it's that, but is, is the show itself because Netflix? I wish we would have asked Anish what, why, because he said he didn't like, didn't like um, uh, Netflix, and I found that very interesting because how low can Netflix go? They just killed off this anti-racist baby show that they were. It what? was going to be a cartoon. By that one guy that char charges $20,000 an hour to corporations. Have you seen this shit? I have no idea, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. But, hmm. but you know, the whole woke thing happened on Viacom. That's where it started. MTV, then it ble bled into Comedy Central. Is that happening on Paramount? Because if so, then it's just going to go the same way as Netflix. That's my old question. I mean, they, they, their, their property, that they're doing that Taylor Sheridan thing, and they have Star Trek, <coughs> and they have... Three, Which is four, woke, right? four Star Trek shows yeah. in in production right now. One of them's a cartoon. I yeah, I don't know, man. That's I wouldn't fuck with any of those. Uh, quick shout out because uh, he doesn't get on the Twitter, but uh, Tommy Dunn, the Deal Eighty Two. Did you guys see the Siga play S I G A? The um, what, what happened? <laughs> West Side. Anyway, uh, he bought a bunch of calls and was up like 400% in response to the monkeypox outbreak. Oh, God. By the way, did you know that uh, monkeypox, um, the people that got it, most of them identified as gay or bisexual yeah. men? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's what that guy was talking about yesterday on TFH. Um, that they're they don't want that out there. That it's oh uh, yeah, it's they don't want gay, you to know that they're thing. doing. So that. is is this rebranding fucking smallpox? Gotcha. So it's not AIDS 2.0. No, it's okay. all bullshit. So I can get it and I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. You've I'm just. It. You've had <laughs> it a thousand <laughs> times. Okay. Um, Final question. Okay, so I am gonna ask a GME question then. This comes from Bob on the Cob. Yeah. <laughs> I like that name. Well, you, of course you, you do. really do, don't you? Because you just want to rush home and do it. <laughs> I can't get it. I can't get it out. Bob on the I Cob. I can't get it out. Give me a Chris. second. <clears throat> Bob on the Cob asks, GME has rolled out crypto wallets and has begun a campaign to educate the public to what exactly an NFT is. Once, con once console manufacturers implement wallets in their code and game developers begin publishing games as NFT keys along with NFT add-on items, the power of reselling digital games will be restored and the GameStop model is saved! Exclamation point. NFT games will pay royalties to developers, commissions earned by GameStop for hosting the eBay of NFT games, movies, books, uh, PC software, and finally, customers won't have to be stuck with the digital game they hate. This will be a far cry from 1 million JPEGs we've seen earlier this year. Is this the way NFTs were meant to be used? Is GMA a power play? GME will be at 50 in a month. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I think I've I mean, you're talking NFTs? Yeah, I mean, I have zero faith in anything happening with NFTs until. The, the virtual reality world becomes more viable. And I think yeah. that's why you've seen a lot of these like polygons and all them not go off like we thought they were, even though the market's bad. There's just nothing to do with a polygon. What am I going to do with mana right now? I can't, if I'm not should, in that world. should have sold it when we told you to sell it. Uh, dude, I should have sold a bunch of shit, okay? Yeah, I'm still sitting on, you know, what used to be five grand worth of shib right now. That's it's, it, I can't even buy a cheeseburger with. I wish we could get to so this rude, point Johnny, where, where so people. fucking rude. Where people, if they're going I to. I told you to sell it a thousand times. You're like, no, you did not. Yes, I did. I, I said, if you want to sell it, sell it. You're like, no, I'm going to hold it because I want to be best friends with you. I'm like, no, okay. no, that's n that is not what happened yeah, at exactly all. What I happened. said, what are you doing with it? And you're like, oh, dude, I'm riding it out. I think it's going to go I up. am. I'm still riding it out. Uh, Shib Army, dude. Shib Army. Shut up, dude. <laughs> By the way, uh, did you get on Amber Turd Coin? No, I did not. Amber Turd Coin. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, there were two pump and dumps last week. Monkey Pox I saw Coin, and I believe Amber Turd was a, a shit to bed. No pun intended. Oh, you, you <laughs> fuck. Look at you. You fuck. Came right out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, not the only thing. Uh, yes. uh, <laughs> no, it's normally going in. I don't know what to tell you guys about GME. Um, uh, garbage. I, I see. I don't think it's garbage. We've been over this before. Out of AMC and GameStop, I like Listen, Ga I, GameStop. I'm, I'm, I'm and I disagree with that. Yeah. It's, it is, Russian roulette, bro. It is like you're playing the game. Are yeah, you it's, not win? Safe. it's not safe. It's not money, safe money. Yeah. It's not safe. You like to ask a logical question about that stock or any of those stocks is kind of useless, right? Yep. It's like, yeah. Are you going to try to catch lightning in a bottle? Most likely you're not, but maybe you could for a second. But if you're going to play that, just know the opportunities to get your dick kicked in are going to happen. 
Okay, last question, Ryan G. When will Sam reach out to Google to make him not look like the king of fisting in porn world when searching out his name? I don't care. I want to be the, kiss, the, the, the king of fisting in porn world. Okay, second to last question. Gentile last asks, question. does Neff prefer a hairy ass or nah? This is really oh, simple, guys. Did, did, oh, no, you really no, made this Neff, the question. That, you're not answering that question. <laughs> okay, guys. Johnny, what are your picks going on? What are your picks? You got anything? Yeah, I, I, I like T-Mobile. I, you know, oh, they, well, they're finally getting to the point now. I, I'm a T-Mobile customer, and really the network is improving because of the Sprint merger. They, they acquired all this spectrum, so they're set up to grow. They are growing. They're spending money. And they're one of the few mobile carriers that can actually gain market so I, you know, and, and expand. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I, I really dig T-Mobile. I think they're well run. All okay. right. Hey, Howie, what do you like? Uh, Citigroup, trading at around 52 bucks a share. The wow. big daddy, Warren Buffett, bought a shitload of it. How can you not? And all that guy does is win. So Citigroup, love it's it. It's funny you mentioned that, Howie, because I own Citi in like 2021, and I bought it at 50, sold it at 54. So it's interesting to know that it's back to where it was. Uh, I think you're right. Maybe it is time to pick a nice bank. Um, yeah. uh, Sam, what do you like? I'm, I'm going to stay out. Hadn't, hadn't thought about it. Huh? Okay. I'm going I'm to stay out. You know what? While I, give you, while I give you my pick, you vamp away and think about it. Yeah, I'm staying out right now. I, again, <laughs> like... You know, I'm probably gonna get in some gold, probably get in some silver, but not this week. But that is my that, those are my buys right now. Okay. I in, in these crazy times, gold and silver. All right. Well, speaking of crazy, I think you guys need to start playing the long game. And what I want you to do is marry up. And specifically, I want you to get on Red Yenta and find yourself oh, a God. socialist because you need to realize you need multiple income streams. So what, if what are you it, talking about? Yeah. All right, I'm guys. I'm not done. I'm serious. Great show today. It was you, a great show. You go find yourself a chick. Okay. okay. You know, go with on. a bush that needs to be trimmed. Okay. All right. That's All willing right. to spread her money around. Not against go, this. Go Dutch. Yeah. She's been working on her Kegels. That trap is tight. All right. And if you're a single man, you get on Red Yenta uh, and you say, look. What is Red Yenta? It's a socialist dating site. A socialist yeah. dating me? site, That's what does real? that mean? Yeah, I went over this last week. Apparently, you guys didn't listen. Yes. It's for, for people that are on the far left to find love and share their money. Oh. So what I'm saying is just marry up. You need to have a backup plan. Not against any start of that. dating. Against... Start dating a chick with money. Start dating a guy with money. Dude. In case this all goes to shit, you, you, need, you need a sugar daddy. Yeah, and guess what? If you go on to the far left social dating sites... Good luck if that's a real woman, okay? You're probably fucking hanging out with uh, a Neff special over there. <laughs> I think it's like where a he's satire. putting out polls and stuff. No, it's on real, him, Johnny. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I'm looking at it. Well, we'll never get those last good. two minutes back. It was a great show until the last fucking five minutes. What, me telling people to get financial security yeah. by marrying yeah, a yeah. communist? Oh, oh, or uh, asking what kind of beehole you like. I didn't okay. see it. I just read it. No, you, yeah, you, you wrote it you to was, yourself. By the way, I don't care. Mad and tough at hold? No. No problem. What? Hey, dude. Uh, oh, fuck, man. It's on, just gross. Now he's got to edit that out, dude. Uh, Howie, uh, looking forward to see you in two weeks. Neff, Ohio. you know, keep touch, button it. And Johnny, thank you for everything. You guys are great. Check out the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash cash daddies. Is it just cash daddies? 
Yes. yes. Cash Daddy's or, Pod. Or you can always go to the uh, website, cashdaddyspod at gmail.com. All right. Go check it out. Get in. Make that money. Have a great week, guys. Bye.